Okay, um, and welcome to episode three of the Schools Flourishing at Wickham podcast. And I'm delighted that today uh, our guest is none other than Miss Duncan, the school headmistress. And we're going to talk about kindness and leadership. So welcome, Ms. Duncan. Thank you, Mr. Jones. It's good to be here. Really, really good. Um, okay, so we've been looking at kindness as our theme for flourishing this term. And we're thinking about leadership also, which is obviously massively important to you as a person and to the school. Do you think leadership and kindness, are they naturally connected? Well, I think it's probably true to say that uh, kindness is perhaps not the first characteristic that comes to mind when we think about leadership. I guess we tend to focus on things like grit and resilience and strength and perhaps some ideas around being quite tough. And I think um, perhaps the idea of kindness is somehow seen as quite soft and therefore not linked to leadership quite so readily. But I do think it has a very important part to play. Do you think we're kind of hung up on those ideas? Do you think it's maybe, is it something that's changed over time? Yeah, I think it is. It is changing. And I certainly think as we've been through this most recent period through the pandemic, there's been a lot of discussion around the place of kindness and, and thinking about things that are linked to that, like empathy and understanding others that has been taking place in the background. So that's certainly discussion that is happening both online and amongst leaders themselves. I mean, imagine there's probably been, I'm sure there's lots of work that's been done on this. And like you said, it's kind of so this change over time and our, our circumstances now really have kind of played into this. Why then is it so important for leaders to be kind? Well, for me, I think in a general sense, leadership is really about influence. It's about having a clear vision of the future of something that doesn't yet exist and then about making that a reality. And the only way that um, anyone, a leader, can make it a reality is, is to motivate other people to get the best out of them and to achieve the, the creation of that vision. And of course, kindness can play a really crucial part in that. How does it work then for the kind of individuals then? I mean, why is kindness so important for helping motivate, like you said, people to do their jobs so effectively? Well, I think people are more likely to follow someone that they feel will support them rather than someone who may um, possess some of those other attributes of a leader that we just spoke about, you know, being tough or um, having real grit or whatever it might be. Uh, and I think that one of the key factors within um, that relationship and in terms of enabling people to do their jobs really effectively is probably trust. When people feel that they're trusted by their leader or leaders, then they can be confident that they'll be supported. And I think that helps them to enjoy their jobs more. It helps them to do um, to do their jobs more effectively. And I think that all the studies certainly show that it's more than just making the place where people work, um, you know, more pleasant, but it actually does really enhance performance on the part of individuals. And is it therefore the case that, you know, if they don't feel that way, if there isn't that kind of trust, and I think trust you said uh, a couple of times, and I think it's really, really important. I think there's this link, isn't there, between kindness and trust. You kind of trust people who are kind to you and you're trusted when you're kind to others. Will our work be inhibited if we're not showing this kindness? What kind of, what kind of gets in the way? Yeah, I think that if people feel they're not trusted by their leaders, then then they'll be afraid to make mistakes um, and their work will be inhibited. And certainly uh, one of my favourite authors on, on these kinds of topics is Simon Sinek. And he's written a number of books, but one of my favourites is Leaders Eat Last. And I have referred to this when I've been talking to the girls uh, on previous occasions and shared some of his thinking. And one of the things that he talks about in his book is the circle of safety. 
and he talks about that in relation to, well, in relation to a number of things, but particularly in relation to work or being in a community. And, and he talks about how kindness plays a part in terms of um, chemicals in our brain. And he says that our brain releases oxytocin when we feel valued, when we feel that we are part of a community. And they, it also releases serotonin. Uh, and these have been described as the selfless chemicals. So um, I think that that is really key. And when we have these chemicals in our body, then we are in a position to make sure that people can perform at their very best. And so leaders should know that. And if we understand a little bit about the biology and the science behind it, then we can use that to support the environments in which we work and which we help other people to achieve their very best. That is a wonderful book. And um, listeners maybe not won't realise that you and I quite often kind of talk about a couple of these books. And that's one which we kind of flip quotes back and forth about. He talks about the converse as well, doesn't he? He talks about the opposite. So can you tell us a bit maybe what happens and what Simon Sinek would say about the opposite? If we work and live in an environment without kindness, where trust is undermined, we don't have that sense of community, what's happening to us and our brains there? Yeah, he does also um, talk about that and touches on it. He talks about how our brains can become flooded with cortisol, that chemical which is activated by stress. You know, it's a really important chemical, but it's designed actually to keep us alive when we find ourselves in danger. So it certainly has its uses. And I'm sure that those listening to this podcast will uh, understand or, or know about the kind of flight or fight or flight response. You know, our heart rate rises, uh, glucose goes to our muscles so that we can run away if we need to. All of our senses, senses are heightened. So it certainly has its place, but it's not a good state to be in on a regular basis and um, you know it's about survival it's about about avoiding danger it's about looking after ourselves. but that doesn't support the the idea of an environment um which is authentic which is creative which is adaptable and of course that's the kind of environment in which we want people to operate uh, and which we want to live and to work and to study. So we need to avoid this flooding the brain with cortisol. We need to set up an environment where we can have those other chemicals playing a really key part, um, oxytocin and serotonin, so that we can create the kind of environment that's best for everybody. Okay, I think so. yeah, it's a wonderful book. If you do get the opportunity to read it, please do. I think you know, it's fascinating. Um, uh, explanation of it from you, Miss, uh, from you, Miss Duncan. So thank you for that. I want to go back a little bit though, because we mentioned at the beginning, didn't we, that you know our traditional view of leaders is one of strength, and we think about the tough times that they have to lead through. We think about the difficult decisions they need to make, and we can often think of this traditional leader of someone who's very strong, um, gritty, tough, and those kind of things. And now we're saying that leaders more and more being uh, expected to be empathetic and kind and, and excellent these soft skills. Can you be kind and strong? How do those two work together? I think it is possible to be kind and strong. I think the problem comes when kindness is confused with weakness. And those two things are not the same thing. For me, I think it's really important that leaders have um, a clear set of values, that they have a purpose, that they're able to articulate those things and that those things guide their decision making. Um, and as I've already mentioned, I think kindness is linked to important traits like authenticity and transparency. It's about empowering other people. And these are things which um, I think if you focus um, on those, then you can enable um enable others to achieve their very best. And a leader can be both kind and strong at the same time. Uh, yeah, absolutely. 
can you think of little ways that we can do it then? How do we incorporate leadership and kindness in our community and our world now as we you know, sit here in the in 2021? Yeah, I, I think that there are practical things that we can do here at Wickham Abbey. And we often talk about random acts of kindness. And there's some lovely stories that you can read, whether it's on the internet or elsewhere, about random acts of kindness. And they are fun to read. Um, but I think actually what we should be doing is being really conscious about our actions and being kind and doing that deliberately. And I think everyone um, can do that in the smallest of ways, but which can be very significant. So, for example, we can celebrate each other's successes. We can make sure that we do that, that we consciously do that. We can ask some simple questions. We can ask people, how can I help? And do that genuinely and mean it and then do something to help. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It could just be a small thing. Um, I think it's important to say thank you and to say thank you often and again, to be genuine in doing that. And I think also, certainly from a leadership point of view, you know, sometimes there is a need to have difficult conversations, but we can do those honestly. We can be open in our approach and we can think about how we work with another person to resolve whatever the situation is um, in terms of having the conversation that we're having. So I think that those small but intentional things can make a very big difference. I'm going to put you on spot a little bit, uh, headmistress. Can you think of a, an act of someone who was in a leadership position before you were headmistress that kind of really touched you that you thought that's just maybe think that person's kind and kindly and helped you follow them? And um, well, certainly I, I could probably think of lots of different examples, but one person who's had um, the biggest impact on me was a head of a school where I was working. So I was a head of department. She was the head. And one of the things that she repeatedly did for all members of staff in all different ways, both publicly and privately, was to um, genuinely thank them for the work that they were doing and to praise them. But also she had the strength, I think, to deal with things when they came up and to have those honest conversations. And I suppose I learned a great deal from her. And uh, to some extent, although I have a different personality and so on from her, uh, I've tried to model how I behave as a leader on, on her. And I think that you know, although that's about a leadership style and it was very influential on me, I would say that kindness was at the heart of the style that she displayed. That's fascinating and wonderful to hear. I mean, I imagine all of us, when we think about leaders who we've enjoyed working with, we probably go back and at the heart, it's probably someone who's been kind to us and someone who we felt that we can connect with because of that. And I wonder for you guys at home, when you think about the people who you're going to remember the most and the people who um, influenced on you, It'll probably be those who've been who've been kind. Um, Headmistress, thank you very much for your time. I know how busy you are. It's been wonderful uh, to talk to you today. Um, uh, do you, uh, we'll be recording this now. and We'll be releasing this probably just before the pupils go off on their Easter holidays. Do you have any final wishes to them before they uh, head off for a well-deserved break? Well, it is a very well-deserved break, so I hope that they do manage to have a break. But I suppose the final thought that I would leave you all with is that um, it's good to remember that all of the studies show that being kind to others actually makes us happier. So it's not just about making other people happier and feel better and all of those things. Actually, it's really good for us too. So, uh, you know, I would encourage all of you to consider your actions, to think about kindness because you will certainly benefit from it. Well, once again, Ms. Duncan, thank you very much for spending the time with us today. And to all of our listeners, please look after yourselves, keep flourishing and have a wonderful Easter.